Hey everybody, welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crypt review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostess, and today's episode is Season 7, Episode 12, Ear Today, Gone Tomorrow. This episode is a silly one, uh, so let's get into it. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired July 12th, 1996. This episode is directed by Christopher Hart, who only directed this and a movie called Eat and Run. The screenplay is by Ed Tapia. It stars Robert Lindsay from TV's My Family, Gretchen Palmer from TV's The Young and the Restless, Richard Johnson from movies like Zombie and The Haunting, Phil Davis from TV's Bleak House and TV's Whitechapel, and David Gant from movies like Braveheart and TV's The Miracle Workers. So I'm going to go ahead now and read the description on the back of the box for Season 7, Episode 12, Ear Today, Gone Tomorrow. Now hear this. Okay, watch it too. A nifty bit about a safecracker and an, ahem, eerie auditory operation. Ooh, so much puns in this little description. So this episode opens up and it's the Crypt Keeper doing an ad for Slaymart, but it's supposed to be a play on Kmart. Do you remember when Kmart was popular? We had one around where I live uh, here in Missouri. There was a couple, I think, but I don't think it's around anymore. Uh, or if it is, it's there's maybe like one store that I can think of. But yeah, so they're pl- doing a play on like, because it, it used to be like attention Kmart shoppers. And I think they had like a blue light special or something. I don't know. The Crib Keeper's here and he's doing like an attention Slay Mart shoppers or Slay Mart shoppers or something like that. And he's sitting at, it's like a counter. I think he's got like makeup and stuff. He's trying to sell to some skeleton lady. Look, lady, I'm sorry if the product made your skin fall off, but we never do hack changes on sale merchandise. <laughs> Next. Some people. Maybe at Doomingdale's, the ghostomers always fright, but not here. Attention, all Slaymark choppers. Interested in tonight's blue light special? It concerns a couple of crooks who are about to learn the benefits of dying wholesale. I call this bit of gash and carry ear today, gone tomorrow. So this episode opens up. There's a man, I believe this is Glenn Fennell is the name of the character, played by Robert Lindsay, and he is a safe cracker. So they have him with a stethoscope in his ear and like he's fiddling with the the dial on the giant safe and they're showing like all these papers from like a petroleum company and other stores and just like getting into money and just sounds of him like listening and a heartbeat. I think there's like a heartbeat sound and just different things like that of him sweating and working. He's a really good safe cracker. He can hear how to break into safes without actually knowing the code. And then it cuts to the side and there's another guy there with sunglasses on who's timing him to see how quickly he can get into the safe. And then the alarms go off. It's kind of like a trial, I guess. It's They set it up, the people he's going to work for set this up to see if he was actually as good as he says to see if he can get into the safe and he failed. So like lights are flashing and the guy working for these people tell Glenn to sit down, but it looks like he's put something up to his nose. Yeah, I think he gives him something to like make him pass out. So when Glenn comes to, and he's this like older guy, he's balding a bit and he's in this like kind of woolen coat thing. And I would say he's probably like in his 50s, 60s or something, probably 50s. He wakes up and the guy with the sunglasses is behind him and he, and Glenn's on the floor. 
maybe he hit him. He's implying that he hit him, but they don't really show it. So, okay, I guess he, yeah, they, he gets hit, he gets knocked out or whatever. And so this guy, I think his name is Henry. He's kind of like the guy who works for them. He's like walking back behind into this room and Glenn is on the floor. And over to the side, sitting in this kind of like throne-like chair, sitting on this chair is Malcolm Lawson, played by Richard Johnson. And he's in a suit and he feels like he's been tricked. He's like, this is a real shame that you have tricked me. I was told you were a really good safecracker and I need you. And now I can't trust you. So then it cuts to now they're in the billiard room and this poor guy, Glenn Fennell, I mean, he is, I guess, you know, he's a crook, but like he's strapped down to this pool table. So he's strapped down, his like hands are tied down, his legs are tied down. And Mr. Lawson is having a drink while Henry hits him over the chest with a pool stick. And it turns out that Glenn has a bunch of debts that he owes and he's trying to bargain with Mr. Lawson like, hey, I have a good tip on a horse. Like if I do this horse betting, I could maybe pay off my debt. Please don't kill me. Give me a chance to pay off this debt that I owe. And in between all this, Henry is still hitting him in the chest with the pool cue uh, and he's just still tied down kind of eh, kind of loosely on the pool table there. And then from the side comes in Kate Lawson, Malcolm's wife, and she is played by Gretchen Palmer. And she's quite a bit younger than Malcolm. Uh, Mr. Lawson's probably like in his 60s, and she's maybe 30s, 40s. And she comes in and her and her husband have kind of this, it's like a love-hate kind of thing, or like they kind of play off each other and make bets. And I think that's part of their relationship in a way. And so she comes over and she's talking to him and she's like in this robe thing. And Glenn is still begging, like, please, I just need one more chance. And Mr. Lawson's like, I need a competent safecracker. And it seems like neither of us are going to have our needs fulfilled <laughs> since you can't pay off your debts and I can't get my safecracker and this is going to be a problem. He was told that Glenn used to be one of the best. So now Mr. Lawson's like, get the car ready and then cut his throat. We're going to get rid of him. Henry goes to leave to do all that. So at this point, there's a small little thing that's thrown in here where Kate turns to Henry, the guy that works for them with the sunglasses, and is like, hey, love the glasses. And she's like, thank you, ma'am. As I said to Mr. Lawson, I appreciate the gift. He pulls down the sunglasses for like a second and you can't really see what it is, but it's, a, it's something to notice and it's really quick. Kind of like this little thing between them about something with his eyes. So then it moves on from that. And so now Glenn is left tied to the pool table with Kate lining up a pool ball to shoot in between his legs to mess with him. Um, so the problem is the reason he can't safe crack as well anymore. He went to prison, I guess, for the debts or for something. Maybe he got caught with safe cracking and he got beat up. He got really beat up to the point where his hearing, he has some hearing loss and it's not as good anymore. So now that he's out of prison, he can't quite hear it like he used to. So now that's a good way he used to make his money and do his crimes. And now he can't even do that. And he doesn't know how, he's going to end up dying. <laughs> Someone's going to, this guy's going to kill him if he can't figure all this out. And it's hard because now his hearing loss is in the way. It's healed for the most part now, but he still can't hear the tumblers in the safe. But he's like, please don't kill me. There's no reason to kill someone. And she's being like kind of flirty and she thinks he's cute and likes messing with him. And so she talks her husband, Mr. Lawson, into letting him have one more chance. What happened to the world's greatest Safe well, I, I took a beating in prison and I, I kind of lost my hearing, you know. But it, it, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, but I, it's healed now, but I, I can't hear the tumblers no more. I can't, I can't, I can't hear anything, you know. But that, that's no reason to kill a man, is it? It's as good as any. 
But then again, why don't you let him go, Malcolm? Give him one more chance. Why? He's cute. In a pathetic sort of way. And I was like, that's real unfortunate, having ear trauma for a safecracker. But Kate tells Malcolm that his gambling intrigues her and she wants to make like a bet with him, with her husband. Now Henry comes back and the car is ready and he takes out the knife to like slit Glenn's throat. But then that's when they decide, no, cut him free. So Kate kind of got him out of being (laughs) killed right there on the pool table. So Mr. Lawson is like, here's what we're going to do. You get to live. Isn't that great? He's like, I'm leaving for Paris for 10 days. And when I come back, if I find out your debt is still outstanding, then he's going to kill him with no hesitation. But yeah, so he has, I guess, you know, 10 days to safe crack something or make a bet on something and win. So then it cuts to this bar. Okay, so it's like five days later and it cuts to this bar. And there's this fun little part that I noticed too watching this scene. The bar had other patrons and stuff in it. So like they got people acting how you would in a bar. And sometimes some of the extras like to throw in a little something. So there's a small little part right when the bar scene opens. And there's these two guys sitting in the front. And he goes to sit down and like the one guy had got him a beer. He was like, oh, hey, thanks, man. Just two like buds having a beer. Like I thought it was kind of fun. Uh, back at the bar like itself sitting there is Glenn and he's trying to figure out how to get this debt it's already been like five days and he doesn't have really much going on I guess to get the debt paid off so he's drowning the sorrows and in comes Kate and she's in this cheetah print coat and she kind of like pets him on the side on his shoulder and she sits down and she pulls her sunglasses down and she has cat eyes and so she shows up to show him her cat eyes and he's like oh my god what (laughs) where'd you get that from? And she's like, you know, like Eartha Kitt kind of stuff. He's like, are those real? And he's like, she's like, yeah, of course they're real. I have cat eyes. I wanted to show them to you. And he's like, why did you come here to show me your eyes? (laughs) She's like, I want you to help me break into my husband's safe. If you do it, you'll never have to worry about money again. Glenn is really skeptical. He is so scared about dying and everything. He's like, please, I don't even want to do anything with this. Hello, Glenn. Bloody hell. Amazing, aren't they? They're part of a little surprise I'm planning. Are they real? Of course. I came all the way down here to show them to you. You came all the way down here to show me your eyes? Why? I want you to help me break into my husband's safe. Do it, and I promise you, you'll never have to worry about money again. You are crazy, lady. But during this part, they're already driving back to the mansion. She's trying to dupe her husband out of money out of this really big safe. There's like a really big safe that I don't even think she's allowed into anything like that. And so that's what she wants. And she's like, why wouldn't you accept? You got five days and you're going to die. You might as well go for all this. We might as well help each other. And he's like, but I can't hear. I told you I can't hear. And she's like, yes, okay, you have said that. But I know a guy who can surgically fix your hearing loss with these new and radical techniques. So they get back to the mansion and they walk in and she's like, you know, telling him all about the deal and everything like that. And after they go up the stairs to go into the mansion, there's a guy who stands up with a shovel on the outside. At first I thought it was Mr. Lawson himself, but I think it what it might be is that they were coming up talking about the deal and then he's like a groundskeeper and I think he heard it. And when he stood up, he probably contacts Mr. Lawson. So this will come back later. Mr. Lawson's going to find out some stuff, okay? Things are going around. I don't know. It was hard to tell who that guy is. So they go in the bedroom and she makes a phone call to that surgeon and gets the whole thing all situated. So she's like, cool, the surgeon's expecting us. We'll go and we'll get your ears fixed. So in the meantime, she's like, well, since we're waiting, 
And Glenn's just sitting there, like all nervous in his coat. And he's like, this is such a terrible idea. You know, he's like, I don't want anything to do with this. But she's like, well, since you're here, I don't know why, but I have these urges. Like, I don't know. And there's like cat meows in the background. It's from the eye transplant or whatever she got from the cat. But now she's like, you know what? You'll do. I'm not really all that attracted to you, but okay. And then she's completely naked. All taken care of. My surgeon is expecting you. Oh, that's good, right. Well, I'll <clears throat> probably be on my way then. Is that what you think? Well, uh, <clears throat> look, like, like you said, you know, I mean, uh, the doctor is... Are you going to fuck you? <laughs> That's not funny. Does this look like I'm laughing? Oh, boy. Oh, please, please. Mm -hmm. Please don't do this. Well, ever since I got these new eyes, <laughs> I've been having these strange urges. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I even find you that attractive. But you'll do. <laughs> I think my body's trying to tell me something. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> try catnip what kind of crack is that it has been a while since there's been some nudity in the episodes actually so i was like oh it's been a while for that there's still one more episode but the next one season seven episode 13 the third pig is a cartoon so maybe they assume like they're like this is the last one of the season let's go all out let's get some nudity and things like that in here so she's standing there and he's like, oh, no, 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 we, we can't do this. And she's like, eh. she's basically like, I don't know why I want to, but you're here and I don't like you, but oh, well. <laughs> so she basically forces herself upon him and he's like, I really would rather not, but okay. And then as he leans forward to kiss down her neck, her husband is now watching from the doorway and they don't see him. And then it cuts to, they go to the surgeon guy who looks like he's just in like this small little doctor's office at like a grade school or something. He's looking at him and he's looking at his ears and he's like, well, this is kind of a new procedure. Uh, it's extremely expensive, but you have a benefactor who's going to pay for it. So it'll be fine. The doctor is played by David Gant and he's got like some whitish gray hair and a ponytail. And it's a different kind of play on, for Tales from the Crypt season one, episode three, Dig That Cat, He's Real Gone. There's a whole thing where he gets the lives of a cat crossed with him and he gets nine lives. So this is kind of similar. What they're doing is they're taking animal parts and like transferring them. And so what the doctor wants to do here is use the qualities of an owl to give him supersonic hearing. So it's going to take him a little bit of time to get used to it, which really they have like three or four days left. He's running out of time here. But the doctor's like, yeah, okay, cool. We're going to do this with an owl. And so Glenn's thinking about it. And as soon as he sees the picture of the owl, he faints. Because he's like, are you serious? <laughs> he just can't handle It's been a lot for Glenn lately. So he faints. And when he comes to, the surgeon has decided to just take that as acceptance and take advantage of the situation when he passed out and does the procedure and gives him these little owl ears. You can't see them. They're like inside his head. And when he wakes up, Glenn's like, oh my gosh, like everything is so loud and sensitive. And the doctor's like, hey, just thought I'd go ahead and do it anyway, since we were talking about it. Uh, no consent. He gives him these big headphones, puts them on his head. He's like, wear those for a little bit until things kind of calm down and you should be able to hear perfectly, like, or even better, you know, be great. 
Glenn goes back to the mansion. He's talking to Kate and they shoot it to where like he's way across the room of this like giant dining hall and he can hear her fine. He can hear all kinds of things. His hearing's great. He feels amazing. Kate's over on the other side smoking a cigarette and talking to him about how glad she feels for him and things like that. But he can, I think he can hear her heart beating kind of weird. So I think he realizes she might be nervous about something. So she's like, okay, my husband's coming back tomorrow. Let's go crack this safe. And so he goes to grab this like little, the picture where he was doing the safe cracking last time. And she's like, no, no, no. So she goes into this library room and there's like a secret door, Adam's family style, that opens up. And behind that is a tall safe. Like it's almost as tall as she is. So now she's being kind of flirty with him and she's like, impress me with your safe cracking skills. He goes to open the safe. He takes the thethoscope and he throws it on the floor because he doesn't need it anymore. He's got owl hearing. And so he spins the dial and he's working on the safe and pretty easily he opens it. And then he opens it up and it's got stacks and stacks of cash and bonds. And she's super excited. She's like, great job, Glenn. We're going to both be very rich. And so he can't just accept that. He is going to try to kill her and take all the money. So he has her go ahead of him to like look into the safe. And as she goes ahead, he pulls a gun out from behind, like behind in his pants, underneath his jacket. So he's wanting to kill her and just take all the money. And she's like, I was going to take care of everything. I don't know why you're doing this. You still would have had a whole lot of money and paid off your debt. We both would have been like, why you got to be so greedy? And it's because he's a criminal. Everyone here in this episode is pretty greedy. So she's pointing it at her and she's like, put that away. And he's like, no, you don't get to tell me what to do. I'm a gambler. I'm taking a risk. This is what I want to do. And she's like, what about the night we had together? And then he shoots her in the chest and she falls up against the library books on, in the shelf, falls down. She's like holding her blood shirt, her bloody shirt. She's got a white shirt on and she's starting to talk to him. And all of a sudden, like after she gets shot, she starts coughing, right? She's like, <laughs> and she has a hairball and it's, really, it's kind of gross. It's like this black wad of hair. So she's got her cat eyes and now she's having hairballs and she's like all frisky and everything. And he's just like, oh, that's nasty. So he leaves her there and he grabs two suitcases and he fills it with as much money as he can carry. And he's starting to leave the building where he's like heading into like this lounge area and one of the suitcases opens up and spills all the money. And he's like, oh crap, (laughs) gotta pick up all this money. To him, Malcolm's not coming back for another day, so he has plenty of time. All of a sudden, Kate is behind him and she's like, hey, what's up? And then there's like panther sounds like, and he's like, oh my gosh, I killed you. And she's like, oh no, I have nine lives. She's like, now I have eight, but some of these side effects are better than others. And so it's similar to that episode, season one, episode three, uh, Dig That Cat, where she has the same lives too. So she's fine. She is healed from being shot. And so then she's like, you know, some of these side effects are great. They're better than others. I don't think she likes the hairballs, but she's like, wouldn't you agree? And then Glenn starts to say something, but then he starts to hoot. I think it's like over in the States, we might say like hoot or hoo hoo, or even like if, because we have um, barred owls, B-A-R-R-E-D, and they do the phrase, who cooks for you? So it's like, hoo 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 hoo, like that kind of thing. So we do like a hoo. But I've noticed sometimes in the UK, there's a tawny owl. They do like a call, like a twit twoo. So they do like twit twoo. And that I think I've heard that done as an impression of an owl from British people. Um, maybe I'm, it was just someone doing an impression of a tawny owl. Maybe that's what they're doing. Because I, I could have sworn, I think they used a great horned owl for him. But I don't know. So he starts doing a different kind of call, like a twoo, which I think he's supposed to be doing more of a tawny owl. So he starts making these owl sounds and his little eyebrows are going up. And then that's when from the side, Mr. Lawson, Malcolm comes out. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, Glenn's face breaks. 
he starts hooting and then his nose cracks open like in this weird cgi thing and then he has a giant owl beak and then his head turns around 180 degrees so he can look behind him because those are the qualities of an owl that he has it's very silly god life is a bitch sometimes i'll say all bloody nine of them or in my case eight some side effects are better than others glenn wouldn't you agree? Ooh, ooh, to who? To who? <clears throat> I think you mean to whom, Glenn? To <clears throat> So he's got this giant beak that just came out of nowhere, pushes his nose out of the way. There's not like really any blood or anything, but then he just turns his head around and he's like, oh my gosh, he's like hooting. And then Malcolm's just watching like, "Mm, interesting, interesting. Then it cuts away and now he's part owl. He's tied back on the billiard table, but now they have everything covered in tarps. The walls are covered in a clear tarp. I think he's laying on a tarp and Malcolm McCater there and the surgeon is there. They're just messing with this guy. And they also apparently use other people to test out these procedures by the surgeon. So earlier when Henry, the guy that worked for them, pulled the sunglasses down and thanked her for the eyes, he already had the cat eyes in. He didn't know he'd be giving them up, but they had given him these like special cat eyes and he thought he had these cool new cat eyes, but had to wear sunglasses. They tell Glenn now that they end up killing Henry and then got those eyes out and then that's how she got them. I don't think they let them have it long enough or else she would have known probably about the hairball, but she found out some of the side effects, you know, from henry wearing them first so i think what they're doing here is then glenn is going to give over this owl thing possibly to malcolm though i don't know if he wants it anymore actually now that he knows a beak comes through your face he may not take it and they're saying malcolm and kate are like in our line of work it's good to have all these extra little benefits and things like that you've been the perfect host (laughs) i knew you were a sure thing the moment i laid eyes on you explain the whole thing to in my office dear boy these experiments are tricky stuff Sometimes we have to move slowly up the evolutionary scale to make them stick. Well, something as intricate as a human ear, you can't just expect to jump from animals to human. Sometimes you have to start somewhere in between. And that's where boys like you and Henry come in. (laughs) Henry? What? Henry's dead? Sure. You don't think these eyes grow on trees, do you? (laughs) I let Henry have them for a while, and then he lost his head. With the help of a good doctor here. Why settle for mere cosmetic surgery when you can sample all of Mother Nature? Being beautiful is one thing, but in our business, having a few extra lives can come in handy. Mm So then they leave and then the surgeon gets up on the pool table that's covered in a tarp with a like a brain saw thing, a skull cracker type thing, and is going to, I guess, experiment on him, take apart, figure out why it didn't work or what worked. But he's basically like, goodbye, Glenn, and goes to pull down the something to cover his face. And then the blood squirts up onto the covering and he's laughing. And also Glenn has like little feathery eye tufts because he's really turning into an owl. This scene here with the blood coming back up, this reminds me of Abracadaver, which is another episode where there's like a brain thing at the end. So then it ends just like that. Did she have to have sex with him? I don't, maybe that's part of it too. I don't know. But yeah, so they're all bad. Everybody's bad. Um, and now Glenn's dead. So that is the end of the episode. 
It cuts back to the Crypt Keeper. He's still working at Slaymart and just throwing out those puns. <laughs> Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. And the best Crypt Keeper pun is... Poor Glynn. I hope his Bucross policy's in force. Sounded to me like he got in his Screamium just in time. <laughs> and then there is some IMDb trivia for this episode for Season 7, Episode 12, Ear Today, Gone Tomorrow. In the original comic, the main character is given the auditory system of a vampire bat, but in the televised version, he has the auditory system of an owl. And I wonder how that would have played out maybe in the comic, too, or because like, then you would have had to drink blood. I don't know if you'd be like crawling on the walls or whatever in the comic. I have to look that up. And then the other trivia is the title is based on the old proverb, here today, gone tomorrow. So that's the end of this episode. It was a weird one. Uh, I wasn't sure quite where it was going. And once he started turning into an owl more and I was like, okay. <laughs> so it just got, I don't know. It was fine. So yeah, so that's the end of season seven, episode 12, Ear Today, Gone Tomorrow. The next episode is season seven, episode 13, The Third Pig. The Third Pig is the last episode in Tales from the Crypt, and the last episode, The Third Pig, is a cartoon. So I'll be reviewing that shortly, um, and that will be the last episode to be reviewed. The podcast should be wrapping up. I'll have The Third Pig, and then after that, I'm going to probably have at least two more episodes of just like thank yous and things like that that I'll be putting out, maybe, maybe something else later, but then that'll be pretty much it. I'll be wrapping everything up and I will be done with the Good Evening Kitties podcast. So stick around for those next upcoming episodes. And thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can also follow Gus the Podcat on Instagram at a sweet cat named Gus. Bye! Just had quite a scare. I actually thought my heart.